I'm realizing it's that critter brain of it keeps bringing me back to, well, you might as well just give up. You're not going to make it anyway. You're not going to stick with it. It's way more fun just to eat like crap when you're with your friends than to be the one who's eating healthy. So that critter brain is constantly talking to me. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, it just kept leading me back to these bad habits. And so having Jenna help me kind of tune into what that critter brain was doing to me has made me more aware of it where I can of take control of that voice and maybe and it, I made bat, one bad choice today and had something I shouldn't have ate but guess what I'm going to move forward and make a good choice the next time yeah and that's a perfect example because um for me if you remember in the first episode I I was I also called it my negative Nancy record that just played in my head all the time like I had myself convinced that people thought I was a giant joke it's revamp the podcast a show about renewing your body, mind, and spirit. Subscribe and leave a review at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, FundamentalWellnessNE.com, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, here's certified nurse practitioner and founder of Fundamental Wellness, Jenna Witt. Welcome to Revamp, a podcast about body, mind, and spirit with your host, certified nurse practitioner and founder of Fundamental Wellness, Jenna Witt. Hello again. This is uh, episode two. Uh, what is the title of this episode? Critter Brain. Okay, Critter Brain. Now, yeah. I have no idea what that is, but I'm sure you will tell us uh, what Critter out. Brain is. Yeah, we're yes. going to find out. And we have a special guest this week. Yes, this is my client, Melissa. She's wonderful. She's quickly turning into my poster child. <laughs> That's quite the introduction, but thank you. <laughs> you are a poster child. You are a poster child. Go home child. and tell your family, guess That's what, right. I'm a poster child. Yes. I've made it. You oh. have. I've received that status. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, in episode one, just to recap a little bit, um, we got to learn uh, how it all got started. Got to learn a lot about Jenna that we didn't know about. Yeah, my dark past. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily dark. I think we all have. It's uh, normal to want to run away from your family. I oh, mean, yeah, that's right. You were going to run away to Los run Angeles away. and sell jeans. <laughs> yeah, that's normal, Jim. Wow. Totally normal. Uh, but I think that's what makes you uh, very good at what you do is because you've lived it. I've lived some aspects, yes. I mean, certainly there's folks out there that have had more challenging times in their lives, but it all matters at how we face those challenges and take them on. Are we going to run away from them forever? Or are we going to look them dead in the face and decide, no, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and really take charge of the situation and work through it? So critter brain, mm-hmm. uh, explain this to me. So your critter brain... This is Melissa's favorite. When I told her I was going to start a podcast, she named it already. She goes, I call Critter Brain. I want to do that one with you. I said, you are there. And so I decided to make it the second episode because it's really, really, really instrumental in understanding the way that your own psyche works. And I don't know what the psychologists, the licensed therapists out there call this because I am definitely not that. But what I call Critter Brain, it's kind of like your little Tasmanian devil that sits on your shoulder or... Is actually inside of your head, and it's coming from a place of protection. Um, you may look at it like a little pain in the butt, but it's honestly coming from a place of protection, and it bases its decisions off of past experiences, and most of the time those are traumatic ones um, or some experience that has hurt you in the past, and it is doing anything and everything it can to prevent you from having to go through that type of hurt again. And... Um, it's often responsible for self-sabotage. So when we find that we're 
on the wagon and off again, falling off the wagon. We can't really figure out why it's so hard to stay on it. It's because our critter brain has really, really taken over the helm of your mind and um, steering you back into what it did, what identify what it identifies as a direction of safety. And so it's really nice to understand when your critter brain's trying to freak out, and then you're able to rationally take it through a conversation to help bring a sense of peace to it so that you're allowed to continue with your lifestyle change. So when I catch you talking to yourself, that's what you're doing? Yeah, probably. Talking to your critter brain? <laughs> yeah, and honestly, that, yeah, I mean, you note to self, if you adopt any of these things that we're going to talk about, people might look at you like you're nuts, but full disclaimer. So, Melissa, <laughs> okay. why, did, why did you choose Critter Brain as a podcast that you want to be a part of? Well, if I'm a poster child, I'm a poster child of Critter Brain. Um, I definitely have learned that that inner voice has been guiding me back to really bad habits for quite some time. Um, over time, I've lost weight, I've gotten healthier, and then I let it all go. Or I did a Whole30 challenge, and I felt so much better. I didn't have any headaches, and then I let it all go. And like, I never really understood why I would do that looking back because mm -hmm. it's like, well, if I felt better, why didn't I just stick with it? Right. Um, but I'm, I'm realizing it's that critter brain of it keeps bringing me back to, well, you might as well just give up. You're not going to make it anyway. You're not going to stick with it. It's way more fun just to eat like crap when you're with your friends than to be the one who's eating healthy. So that critter brain is constantly talking to me mm -hmm. and, um, like I said, it just kept leading me back to these bad habits. And so helping Jenna kind of tune, having Jenna help me kind of tune into what that critter brain was doing to me has made me more aware of it to where I can kind of take control of that voice and yes, say, okay, in the past I've done this, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of it and I don't want to feel that way anymore. So even though this isn't the easiest path, I'm going to stick with it. And so it is like that internal dialogue of I'm worth it. I'm going right. to keep moving forward. Maybe it, I made bad, one bad choice today and had something I shouldn't have ate. But guess what? I'm going to move forward and make a good choice the next time. Yeah. And, and that's a perfect example because um, for me, if you remember in the first episode, I, I, was, I also called it my negative Nancy record that just played in my head all the time. Like I had myself convinced that people thought I was a giant joke. And when you have that belief system in your mind, your critter brain you do that because you have to win at your own game. We all have our own little games that we're playing and it comes from a place of internal truth and safety because somewhere along the line, someone has convinced us of a certain truth and we have to continue to keep that truth true. So if we feel or somebody convinced us long ago, whether it was an experience as a child that you can't do this or you're not smart enough for that, you're not good enough for that, your critter brain has itself convinced that that is true. And if you try to deviate from that path, which it deems as some place of safety, it's going to be like, remember, you're not good enough for that. You're going to get hurt. You're going to go forward. You're going to have rejection. You're going to have whatever it is, and it's going to hurt. And I don't want you to get hurt. So let's just not go there. We got our path. It's a smooth sailing place. It's happy. When in all actuality, it's leading you into a place of deeper and deeper unhappiness if that makes sense you're listening to revamp body mind and spirit the podcast with jenna witt certified nurse practitioner and founder of fundamental wellness and her client melissa talking about critter brain so how do you 
How do you control this guy? How do you control <laughs> critter, this critter brain guy? It takes a lot of understanding of yourself and what you want. And so in my program, I take you through these very calculated homework steps and they're little mini lectures that explain the certain concept that I'm wanting you to adopt into your life on a daily basis. And then you have to spend the time thinking about what do I want? Not, it's not as simple, oh, I want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? What are you really looking for here? And in a lot of ways, in almost all of my clients, and Melissa was also one of them, it comes down to self-confidence. They want that conviction that what they're doing is right, and they want to walk around and they want to own it. They want to feel sexy again. They want to really know that they are in the captain's chair of their own life. And so many times as moms, we get lost in motherhood or, and then we're trying to be working moms and have a career and all these different hats that we wear. We have no idea what we want anymore because we're too busy focusing on all of our check marks that we have to get done on our list, whether they're real in front of us with a pen and paper or they're subconscious. And it's really, really overwhelming to the point that we put ourselves at the bottom of the totem pole and we're lucky if we even get halfway through our list, let alone get to our basic needs that we actually have every day, which just creates and adds to that sense of not feeling good enough and validates those feelings of um, negative self-worth. And it just grows into this mountain of unhappiness that's really sad. I went through it. Melissa was there. I have so many other clients that why they're coming to me is that's how, that's how they're feeling. And they're ready to say no more. They're done because they know they're not giving their family everything. M Melissa, you struggled with not having enough energy. Like you were tapped out at three o'clock. And then we understood by doing some testing why, you know, your cortisol levels were in the toilet and you need cortisol to get through your day for energy. And that all added up through inflammation and your added stress and just that overwhelming, like you used the analogy before we started here. It seemed like I had it all together, but I was the duck that looked like smooth sailing on the top of the water. But underneath, I was frantically trying to keep my head above water. Right. And it was, it's, it's exhausting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think especially because, you know, professionally, I've always been able to make the checklist and accomplish it. Mm -hmm. You know, I got my bachelor's. I got a second master's. I, you know, have moved through all these steps of what I want to accomplish in my professional life. And I'm in a position that I love and I work with wonderful staff and all those things are great, but they are highly stressful. Um, but then personally, I was always at the bottom of the mm -hmm. list because professionally was my target. Um, but now where I'm pretty satisfied and where I am professionally, it was like, OK, I need to focus on myself right. because my family was getting the shaft. They were getting what was left of me, which was pretty pitiful. Um, you know, and I felt like then what I poured into my kids was anything I had left. And then my poor husband got Nothing. the bottom of the barrel or all the negative because mm -hmm. I was just spent. I was done. And, you know, then in, you know, dealing with migraines and feeling like crap a lot. And it was just this perfect storm that wasn't good for anybody. No. So I, I knew I needed to start focusing on myself. And this program has definitely helped me start doing that. And I was the exact same way. Like professionally, everything I set out to do, man, I did it. And I did it pretty well. You know, I wanted to be a nurse, so I became a nurse. Then I was a nurse, and oh, I got this crazy hair brand idea to go get my master's degree. So I went and did that. And then I was like, okay, eh, this isn't the greatest thing. Okay, I'm going to get a postmaster's degree. Maybe that'll fix it. And it was almost like education was 
my vice in a way. But then it finally reached a point like, no, I'm secretly searching for something else. Something is not working here. Right. And um, that was the only place I was comfortable was at work. Every, at home? Oh, yeah. I used to drink a lot. <laughs> I did. I had. I went through a bottle of wine every night just to try to get laundry put away because it was so overwhelming. And it wasn't until I had that realization because of the knowledge that I have through the education that I've been through. Like, Jenna, this is a slippery slope, man. You right. are headed down a dark path. And so that's when I finally reached out and kind of started, you know, looking for help. I got on some medication, which helped. And I'm proud to say that through some of the work that I've done, it took some time, but I'm off all of them, um, which is great. I've, it's very, it's almost like, because there's a stigma around some mental health issues and to even have to go around and take a pill for depression or anxiety, people really just don't even want to do that. It's a hard pill to swallow literally Mm -hmm. because they also are validating something's wrong with me. Right. I can't hack it. I need this to get through the day. And then it wasn't until I accepted the fact this is my life right now and I refuse to feel this way anymore. And if this is going to help me get through this tough time, then then so be it. And it wasn't until I did all of this work, similar work that you've gone through yourself now, was I even able to get there. And that was a pretty recent thing. Like in the last six months is when I finally decided I'm going to see how this goes. And I've done really well and I'm excited to say, um, but it is not an it's not a light decision, folks. You can't just go off your meds without talking to somebody. Yeah, consult your doctor first. <laughs> yeah, please. But at the same time, I just want you to know that there is. There's just hope to know that there is something better. You just have to find the right path. Well, and when I I, w- I took meds as well, and I was always so surprised when I would talk to other people and realize how many people are yes. on meds, how many people are struggling with depression and anxiety that I had no idea and it's like okay you know it's it's not a bad thing to be on meds if that's what you need but maybe there are other routes that we could look at to help ourselves feel better that it doesn't always have to be but we're also conditioned to just I need something now I need a quick I need to know I need to know something's gonna work you know Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of evidence behind you know a lot of those medicines but the other thing is so many of those people suffer silently Mm mm-hmm You know, it is, they're embarrassed to share the fact. And I don't know how many patients I told that I took medicine, just especially when I was trying to, I hate to put it this way, but sell the idea just because it's like, dude, you are miserable. Like this is nuts. You don't need to feel this way, especially when you're really starting to look into those dire situations of making rash, life-changing choices. Like that's scary stuff right there. So it's just, you don't need to go that far. <laughs> it's just not that bad. It'll be okay. So what are some of the tools, uh, some of the things that you teach your clients in dealing with critter brain? So much of it comes back to what was that trauma? Um, what was that painful experience going back to? And a lot of people don't even recognize that that is what their root cause is based in. Um Melissa, do you want to talk a little bit about anything that you had kind of learned and how you applied it? Sure. So, I mean, over the years, like I said, I've done a variety of programs. And especially after having um, my first baby, I realized that I had postpartum depression and anxiety, which to me felt like it was out of nowhere because I had never felt like I struggled with any of that. Um, But in doing some counseling, I kind of figured out that I did have some, you know, trauma that probably played into 
intensifying that anxiety and depression um, that I needed to work through. And I, I started that process. I just didn't want to dig in all the way because it was too painful. Um, so I think I made enough progress to get by for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now in starting into this program, when you get to weeks eight and nine, <laughs> they're rough. You I'm, dig in pretty deep. I'm a cattle problem. <laughs> I dig. I, I don't take no for yeah, an answer. <laughs> I definitely had to dig into some things that were really contributing to some of my struggles and some of those feelings of anxiety. And so, you know, it did have to get pretty dark because I had to really look at why I was feeling the way I was and um, people that I hadn't forgiven in the past to be able to move on from that. Um, not even forgiving for them, but forgiving for me mm-hmm. so I can let it go and move on. And um, even moving into the weeks after that, like I kind of kept pulling out people that I still needed to forgive yeah. that weren't on my original list. And so, um, you know, I feel like working on that piece is what's going to make this long term for me because I think if I, you know, just keep pushing this stuff away, these, you know, the bad habits are just going to keep coming back in because that's how I self-sabotage. Right. That's my critter brain saying, you know. This works. This makes you feel right. better. Yeah. Just eat the cake. Right. People yeah. people in your past have validated for you you're not good enough. This keeps telling you you're not good enough. So just, you know, let it be. Like, this is your good enough. Right. Um, so, yeah, definitely working through that has um, – helped me feel at a whole different place than even before when I was receiving counseling. Like this is the whole picture altogether. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really do take a lot of pride in is I want to treat the whole person. That's why I called this podcast, Mind, Body, Spirit. Like we are attacking this from every angle. We're going to take the medical side of it. We're going to look into why you have physical things that might be making you feel the way you feel. But we're not going to ignore that icky stuff that just plagues you because honestly what it comes down to is there's a lot of harbored anger that is surrounding a lot of these feelings of hurt and pain. And so we have to really dive into and address that. And I have special exercises that I'm not going to take you through here um, because it is special and unique to every person. And it's not something that can just be done um, by listening to a podcast or necessarily listening or reading something on Pinterest. It's something that really does require that interactive uh, experience. And it isn't until you process that anger because what is that coming from? That rising anger is an icky feeling and your body has learned that food makes that temporarily go away. And so we self-medicate with food. We tend to gravitate towards sweet foods that, you know, activate some of the opiate receptors actually of our brains so that they're actually when I say self-medicating, it actually is releasing a pain-relieving response in your brain. That's what sugar does. I and always so, feel better after a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> I mean, most people do because there's that euphoria that comes with it when there's serotonin, one of the happy chemicals that's released, and dopamine from the pleasure center of your brain. Those are naturally released by consuming simple sugar. And that's why we crave some of those things. It's just so that when you have that greater understanding of this is what's happening in my brain and my body right now, what do I need to address? My brain is telling me I have something that's rising up for me. Now I want to explore. Now I always tell every client, get curious about that. Dig in. Think about what is that coming from? Where is that coming from? And then when you went, once you've explored that, what would you say your experience was when you finally recognized what the problem was? I think more than anything, just the awareness of how often I was eating when I wasn't really hungry. Like 
how I was using food at all these other emotional opportunities. And so like when I actually started to pay attention to what were my actual hunger triggers, it was like, oh man, I'm really not hungry that often. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and especially now I've kind of blended in intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. to help with my inflammation. And so that awareness of, wow, I really don't need to eat something right away in the morning because my body isn't telling me that I need anything yet. Mm -hmm. So just that awareness of how I was using food for so many other things than just feeding my body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, I like teaching before those dreaded eight week, <laughs> week eight and nine, I'm teaching you how to tune into, okay, what are my physical hunger triggers? What are my emotional hunger triggers? What are my mental health triggers? You know, am I feeling anxious right now? Why am I feeling anxious? What's stressing me out? Asking yourself those questions so that you can just attack them head on. And then once you're, because like I, I say frequently because of the person that helped create the program that I teach, she says, a craving that does not originate in hunger can never be satisfied. And that's really, really, really truthful. If you're not, if you're eating and you're not hungry, you can eat till you throw up and you're still going to feel yourself wanting something. And so you have to understand what is it that you really want. And all of this is part of a program uh, that you have yes. uh, with your business, Fundamental Wellness at FundamentalWellnessNE.com. Yes. So if you're uh, interested in what Jen is talking about and Melissa is talking about and uh, you're experiencing some of the same things that they are or have, uh, go check it out. FundamentalWellnessNE.com. It's the Reclaim Your Life program and I named it that because I really do feel like this is your opportunity to reclaim your home, get back at it, put yourself back in the captain's chair because if you aren't there and you don't belong there then who does uh this is revamp body mind and spirit the podcast please subscribe uh wherever you get your podcasts of course you can uh, get all the podcasts on jenna's website at fundamentalwellnessne.com are you going to tease us for our, uh, what's going to be next week's episode we talked critter brain what's going to be next week or do we have to wait to find <laughs> you're going to have to wait because i haven't thought about it oh yet. okay <laughs> Genowitz, certified nurse practitioner, founder of Fundamental Wellness. Thank you for listening. It's Revamp Body, Mind, and Spirit. You've been listening to Revamp, the podcast, with host Jenna Witt, certified nurse practitioner and founder of Fundamental Wellness. Subscribe to this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, FundamentalWellnessNE.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Revamp, renewing your body, mind, and spirit.